Welcome to the show. And today our guest is Simone Musgrave. Welcome, Simone. Thank you. Good to be here again. It's been a while. Yeah, it was nice uh, running into you at Hillcrest the other day. You really had a fabulous launch event. Was it your planning or was it was it the guys from Hillcrest? It's a bit of a combination of both. Um, I suggested that we have a bit of a show and tell around our new packaging and about our limited edition. And of course, Mike is just such an epic uh, retailer and organizer that he jumped into action. So I, I give the credit to him mostly um, on creating that platform. He was very excited and I couldn't work out exactly who was responsible for what. <laughs> we haven't spoken since uh, really early days when, when you launched and you were one of the pioneers in the South African craft gin industry. Um, and a lot, of, a, lot, a lot has happened. Not only is the market completely flooded, but you've also been very busy. Yeah, I think, you know, the bands, as it hit everyone, uh, it hit us as well. And I, I certainly wasn't used to, you know, struggling so much. Um, and I think, you know, my mental state wasn't great. And I, I thought, you know, and I have a choice here. I have a choice to wallow in it or get doing the things I enjoy. Yeah, so the the approach that I've always had is, you know, when things are, there's a lot of competition, where there's lots of clutter, and we've had that prior to COVID, that we just keep the brand exciting, fought to mind in people's choices, um, and always doing things that, that get noticed. Um, so that's been our approach, and we've done, we started to do a few extra bits and pieces um, while we've had the time not to work. You've been really good at that. I mean, you're, even in your previous life, you were working in innovation. And I mean, everybody can see that when you look at your brands, but the new stuff is exceptional. So did you create that during lockdown? Yeah, so we, um, uh, we just, I decided to revamp our original gin packaging. Obviously, we were the first uh, in that uh, you know, in the gin space. And so when we launched our original gin, which is a fantastic product, we we also had quite a breakthrough packaging uh, with our gift box and our story. Yeah. But over the six years, and pink really uh, being our stronger product, I felt that it was perhaps ready for a little bit of a revamp and looked a bit dull. And so we decided to revamp our packaging, bring our original gin packaging, bring it in line with our pink and celebrate the cardamom flavor and make the box as pretty as the pink. Yeah, so a lot of people don't don't know that uh, the pink wasn't the original. Exactly, most people know our pink and they don't even know our original. Um, we've had quite a nice, a lot of exposure around our original because we read, we got le um, certified kosher. So that really brought it into, and it, you know, you think oh, there's not many kosher uh, people out there, but it's a community of people, even if they're not kosher, there's a community that celebrates and supports um, yeah. kosher products. So it's really brought that out, which has been great, but I think it really needed a bit of a revamp and a bit of love. So that was, um, that was the first thing that we decided to do. Before that, we'd also been trying throughout the bands, trying to launch our innovation around the 200 mil, which is a brand we called Musgrave Swigs. And we've registered the trademark for that. But I think what, what was tough for that is we had it ready three times in the year, but kept getting banned. Luckily, we did launch it in September. And just like Musgrave sort of reinvented the mini, and I think we were the first to say, well, this little mini 50 mil that sits on the shelf for years, let's do a, a fun innovation job on that. Um, and of course, all the gins followed. 
we were are wanting to do the same thing with a nip with a half jack mm. around our swigs and so that's on the shelf and of course the ban over christmas didn't help um but you know these are all things that that are getting traction we've i think we sold over twenty thousand of those swigs now which has wow. been great uh, and then we've got them across the range you know so from the gins and the brandies mm. So it, we're finding in the post-COVID, well, not, we're not post-COVID, but COVID has made people trade up in size. So the, the mini, well, I mean, there's no events and weddings and all of that, which is a lot of where the minis went, but they're trading up. They want a little bit bigger uh, portion than they did before. So the tester size has almost gone to the, to the 200 mil, not the 50 mil. Okay. So that, that's been super fun. And then, of course, our limited edition, which uh, has, has been a you know quite a, a quick one to to put together but really quite fun in a, in a sort of ode to the bands and a, and a very interesting story that you shared with us at the launch in in hillcrest the other day yes so the limited edition came about a friend of mine jasmine jagger she's a artist um a really incredible uh, she does massive paintings and she does some ceramics and her, her stuff is a bit of a commentary um, of what's going on in her life and around uh, South Africa and around, you know, the, the, the daily life she leads. And she was in lockdown and her friend was going to uh, get married and she decided she would paint on one of our bottles. And so she, she painted on one of our bottles and she checked in with me to say, you know, do you mind if I put this on social media? And I said, fantastic, that looks amazing. And then she actually painted a uh, painting and she called it the gin pirate and it was sort of a, a an ode to the to the bootleggers of the time and she she came in one day and gave me this painting so i looked at it and i thought jeepers we've got to celebrate this a female artist female spirits producer and uh, i suggested we do a limited edition so that it was super fun and the painting has got all little nuances around Musgrave. So we scanned that in, we put it on a box and designed a label and we did a limited edition collab with an artist. And I've always been passionate about supporting the arts. So it, it tied into a lot of uh, sort of personal um, reasons for both her and I. Yeah. And, and yeah, we, we produced only a thousand of those bottles. Okay. Uh, they're, out, they're out in the trade now. And I think people are absolutely loving it and just, you know, celebrating the... I think the, the doing things when you think you can't do anything um, in this time. Exactly, and it's it's not, I mean, it's 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 authentic and it's a real story that you've got. And it's and, and it's reinforcing, focusing on the Musgrave 11, I guess, which has been a little bit neglected or overshadowed by all the, all the fluff or all the opposition. That's right. Um, yeah, and, and I think the you know the cluttered gin space there's always um, there's a need for something new and something interesting. Yeah, um, and how many countries you've you've also been busy because I've seen that you you've travelled overseas promoting your gins. Um, how many countries are you available in? We export to about nineteen countries now, okay. and I think that you know these export markets they come and go, they're up and down. Okay. You never know really what they they often rise in the the their summer. So now is is a time where we see a lot more exports. And is it um, into especially Europe? On the gin. Yes, into Europe, the uh, the US, 
specifically Taiwan, a bit of Australia, uh, so, and Africa is our strongest, uh, right up from Zambia, Zimbabwe, Botswana, Namibia, Nigeria, Malawi, Uganda. So we're really getting a foothold in, in the African continent, which is really what I'm, I'm very happy with. That kind of fits in with your story, that whole African story that um, of your family. Yes, exactly. So the, the sense of adventure and exploration yeah. is always what we talk about. And so it's always quite nice to be able to talk to different countries and the adventures we go on. Of course, I'd love to travel a little bit more, but that, that too will come. <laughs> Not at the moment. <laughs> Not at the moment, no. And, and then you're also relaunching the, the Musgrave packaging. The, is it just the 11? Just the 11, yes. Um, so just to you know, re kind of introduce that to the consumer. I think what we found is consumers are scared to waste their money. And so they're coming back to brands they know. Yes. And, you know, for us to just have that opportunity to revamp. Um, and, you know, I always say in my in my days in the foods business, um, and I refer to Woolworths especially as Woolworths every year would look at their whole range and upgrade, whether it would be a packaging upgrade or a flavor upgrade or a you know, every recipe would be looked at and said, okay, well, what can we do better? And I think this is important as you evolve as a business is to say, you know, what can we do better? What needs a refresh? And that's kind of what my thinking was with the Musgrave original. And you've got the time, I guess. <laughs> and I've got a bit more time, although <laughs> our team now is so small that I feel like I'm running in circles. You know, uh, we were entrenched okay. five people. And, wow. Um, but yes, you can't stop, you know, I think that's the point. It's, it's, a, it's a hard time. It's a tough time when we, around every Every corner we face a ban or a restriction uh, the, 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 is to try and just do things that build your business during that time. So one of the other things we did was a revamp on our website, which is a great website and a great new online shop. And and I think that's those kind of things is what I focused on is the stuff that you can do, keep doing. Is that your own online shops? Are you selling directly to consumers? Yes, we started our own online shop and look, you know, we, it's not our focus, you know, we, still, no. we support our retail partners mostly. Uh, we found that, you know, platforms like take a lot and, and they, they really do a lot more work around that. But what's nice is people can browse our full range of products. And, you know, often if you walk down the gin aisle, you don't see the brandy. And on, on our own platform, you can see everything. Yes. And you may end up buying somewhere else, but you can see the products. Yeah. But of course you can buy and... Um, you know, we have a nice sort of uh, revisiting of our, our shop from various customers. And and I, I guess you can also build up uh, uh, your tribe by because because you're interacting with them directly. That's right. We're building a database of yeah. um, um, you know customers which we can communicate with. They can join the Musgrave Insiders Club on our website. And so you get closer and closer to your consumer and, and understanding who they are and what they want. Yeah. Um, these, yeah. Tell us a little bit about your, your other spirits. I mean, it's, not so, brand, uh, yes. it's not brand new anymore, but it's still interesting. Yeah, so our brandies, are, we've got two that's called Musgrave Copper, and they are um, also celebrating our African heritage. The one has got Madagascan vanilla stirred through it, and it's a three-year-old brandy. And the other one has got a Zambian honey that is only produced by the bees in, in a single forest in winter. So it's this beautiful, liquidy, marmite savory sort of honey. And we stir it through a blend of 20 and 5 year old. And our brandies come out of the Distel Fun Rains stable. 
so we collaborate with them on that. And I mean, they're the best brandies in the world. I think the 10 year old Van Rains has voted the best brandy in ten, for 10 years above any cognac. So what we're trying to do with, with pot still brandy is to, to sort of re-energize this category, which is so beautiful and so special to, to Africa. And this is Cape brandy, so very much, uh, you know, a, desig a geo-designation of a spirit. Um, and it's become a little bit unpopular because of the bad rep of brandy, but actually it is a beautiful uh, juice and uh, we've, we're trying to get uh, new drinkers to come into the pot brandy space and, and really push aside this idea that cognac's the only uh, brandy of value just because it's got a sexy name. Uh, it's a tough job, but we're doing our best. Yeah, it is really tough. I, I listened to an interview with one of the big uh, champagne houses and uh, the other day, and I can, I mean, I can hear that uh, they, for, for the complete range of French imported products, spirits and champagnes, it's, it's, I mean, Africa is doing extremely well for them. Yeah. And unfortunately, I think at the detriment of our local spirits. Yes, exactly. And, you know, I think that the, the consumers got a little bit more um, sort of aware of spirits with the gin category growing. So those people who never drank spirits are, are open to it. And so they can, they're looking to perhaps expand their knowledge around other spirits. Yeah. So man, you've, you've now, when did you start? It's now, how many years ago? This is July, it will be six years. Six I think years. I had my LinkedIn anniversary two days ago, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so six years, yeah. And I mean, when when I look at your new products or the or even those brandies, that innovation can you follow that back to your experience working um, in the food business before, or where does that come from? Yeah, I think you know I was always looking for that next thing, as all innovators are, and certainly I didn't want to do another gin. Uh, there's just too many on the shelf, and with you know with another flavor, you won't increase sales. You'll just make people switch to a new flavor. And so I was looking at that next thing and um, it had to fit my brand. So, it, you know, for me, it's always been important is your brand values are uh, aligned to the innovation that you do. And so this came along and I knew I had to step out of gin. I, I've always said we're not a gin business. We're a luxury brand. Mm. Um, but so you need, a, a, you know, more products in order to fulfill that, that strategy. And so brandy came along, it made sense in terms of our brand story, being African, African flavors, and also the history, you know, the adventure, you know, ships and brandy and ports and arriving and conquering countries, all sort of kind of aligned. Um, and so that's, you know, those are the kind of things you look for when you're looking for that next innovation. It's not just following a trend, it's also following your brand story. In the story, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I just want to compliment you. When I first saw those miniatures coming out, I, I was I was in love, and I, I just I mean, it just reinvigorated that whole category and those beautiful bottles, the beautiful gift packs. Um, really big shout out, big compliment to you. I mean, I think Thank you. you did a wonderful job, and I hope that um, that your what do you call those mini those half jacks will will also work for you. Yeah, it's an interesting one because the consumer totally understands the innovations often, but the trade doesn't. So the trade are like, 
oh, well, half jacks, they just see it as a half jack. Yeah. But, um, you know, to get them to put it on the main shelf and not behind a, a dusty counter behind the tills is our challenge. Um, but I always believe the consumer demand will dictate. And so we try and get our consumers to ask for it and hopefully the trade follow. Yeah. And the, <clears throat> the gift packing, surely that must do quite well for you because you do it so well. Yeah, gifting has been great, but gin gifting has been so proliferated that, in fact, last year was not great for gifting at all because there's just so much in the trade. In fact, ShopRite did no gifting. Um, you know, this year, we, I think we are seeing a bit more gifting because I think people are gifting more because they haven't seen their families or they haven't traveled. And, and so they, they are sort of looking at a lot more gifting. But gifting is a funny one. It can work or it cannot. And you think you have the best products in the world and it just completely fails. So we've had a few failures. And I guess that's all part of innovating, right? Um, but there is some, there's some we, we're looking at our swigs and the 200 mils as a gifting option and some of our old gifts we're bringing back. And we just, you know, I learn a lot from gifting. It's, for me, it's always a very interesting space. And is there an export market for gifting? Not really, no. There isn't. Um, yeah, it's it's too. I think they're really looking at main brand, and you've you've got to get a bit more legs in your main brand before you can add in gifting. Okay. And the yeah. innovation there, where where how do you source that? Is it all direct imports, or are there people that that help you locally? Now I'm thinking of so, those, those tins and stuff that you made. Yes, we have. We try and use local as much as possible. In fact, those tins are made by a fantastic lady in Cape Town. She she used to work on a line in a tin factory, and she's ended up building her business that she supplies Woolworths with all their tins, pick and pay, baker's biscuits. Um, so really lovely local story. Wonderful. And we used her for that. Um, this year, we yeah we we're not doing the tins again but we we still got some in the trade um so they sort of sell throughout the year and it's yeah it's again a learning curve you know the tins worked in some environments and totally didn't work in others um, okay. but they, they, have, they have been you know they were the first approach uh, as i always like to be first to to do everything even if they don't necessarily work as well um we like to be the first and I see that Woolies has finally made a bottle store for you. I yes, think. exactly. <laughs> Have you had a chance to visit that new store? Yeah, we formed quite a big part of their catalogue. And okay. um, they've got a really, I mean, as Woolies always can tell such great stories. So a, real, a really great platform to tell stories with them. And having worked with them, I know all the guys and I know how they approach things. So it's only one store for now, but I think it's a really exciting space to to really do something different uh, in the Woolies mindset yeah. and it's a fantastic store it's really worth a visit do you know offhand where it is it is in nickel way in johannesburg okay so, it's so the shopping center is nickel way yeah good place to visit and just uh, remind our listeners where they can find you online so musgravespirits.com um, and you can navigate through to our shop uh, there's some nice stories and there's a great brand video. Also, another thing we did during lockdown was to to film a brand story video. So have a look at that. It's uh, I'm very proud of it. And I'm obviously a big fan of videos. So I'm glad you made that and took the time to do that. So, man, it was wonderful catching up. Thank you. And Always a support for us and appreciate the support. Okay. We'll chat soon. Thanks, Simon. Cheers. Bye-bye. Eh?